Apparently, I'm biased. Now, that's actually not true when it comes to the degree of the substantiated research that I have. But I was recently called bias when I was doing a video about lilting up and asking for permission. I wanna talk about bias today. I wanna talk about lilting up. I wanna talk about how we're communicating to empower or to wound. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you today. Today, I'm going to talk about, am I biased or does my research stand up for itself? Now, quickly, let me tell you, I've got a new podcast coming out in January. It's called The Voice Boss. And on this podcast, I'm going to be analyzing people's voices right on the air. If you want to have your voice analyzed by me, if you want to hear what I hear in your voice, which means what your audience hears in their subconscious, then I want you to email me, Trace, C-T-R-A-C-Y, at CaptivateTheRoom.com. I am booking those spots right now. If you are not signed up for my last voice experience of the year, I want you to get in there, CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash VE masterclass. I am going to teach you about creating a voice experience, which is actually totally different than anything you've probably ever been taught or heard about. And it is It is how I've created a multiple six-figure referral, massive referral business. So I hope you can join me. Now, let's talk about bias for a minute. I got a comment on a YouTube video. I have a YouTube channel and I have been, I've been inconsistent posting on this channel and I'm really focusing on consistency. That's one of the things I'm personally working on. And I have a video that has been viewed a lot. First of all, it's interesting which videos are viewed more than others. My tone video, anytime I do videos about tone of voice, they have massive views, which tells me a lot. I have another video, which is about a lilt that has massive views. And this is the video that I got the comment on. And I I did not get to respond to it in time before it went away. And that really bums me. So I'm, I'm going to talk about it on video and social media and, of course, in an episode. Because I think this is really important. And, the, and this episode is really not about bias. 
This is really about how we use our voice to wound or empower. This is really about the way that we communicate in such a demonstrative negative way. Now, I'm not saying you, meaning you, my listener. I guarantee you it's not you, my listener. But I guarantee you, you know people who are doing what I'm going to talk about today. So let's talk about what this video was about first. This video was about a lilt. And what is a lilt? A lilt is one of the ways we affect our voice. It's where everything becomes a question even when it's not a question, and more women than men do it, but men do it too. And so everything becomes a question. There's this lifting up at the ends of sentences. And if you go to my video, if you go to my video on lilting up and you read the comments, some of them are hilarious about how this particular affected voice makes people feel. So it's interesting that this person put this comment. Maybe she didn't read the other comments. Anyway, that's a whole nother side bucket. So lifting up, turning things into a question. It's one of the affected voices, and it is one that I have done massive research on. When women, especially, are not able to break through the glass ceiling every single time in my data, in my research, they were asking permission. And that is what lilting up, that's the biggest problem with it. The way it is processed in the subconscious of the listener is, why are you asking me? I thought you were the expert or asking permission Or do you really know what you're talking about? Because you're asking me. And it's all going down subconsciously. However, in many instances, it's going down consciously. And you can tell that not only from my research, but from the comments in the video thread. So when I do a research study, I I chase patterns. I, I hear sounds and I chase patterns and I research these patterns to validate that what I am processing, what I am hearing, what I am labeling things as consistently, 100% of the time, that is how they are processed in the subconscious of the listener. It's not just made up, mamby-pamby, oh, I think this is what I think. If I am telling you something that I think I will tell you, if you know my story, you will understand why I double, triple verify and research everything before it comes out of my mouth. My biggest hang up in being a voice coach and why I ran from it for so long was I could not bear the thought having been raised in a family where I really wasn't allowed to speak, tremendous negative events in my life because I could not speak up when I was a teenager and and in my 20s even. I always had this hang up that what if I'm wrong? 
Who am I? It's an imposter syndrome is what it was. Now, I don't feel this way anymore. I just like to research it because I think that's important. But for many, many years, it was really about, I can't do this. I can't tell this person this thing and not be 100% sure that I'm right. Because I did not want to tell someone something like, that would be perceived as negative and cause them pain and suffering. And that was not actually what was happening. So I double, triple verified sounds for years. I researched these sounds for years. And not once, I will tell you, have I been wrong. There was a period of time in the early years when people, it was a whole nother level of this work where people would tell me very convincingly that what I was hearing was not what was happening. And that taught me to find the insecurity in the cover-up. So it was a whole nother level of the work. So all of this has been researched. This is one of the first big research studies I did on affected voices on particular sounds. I have tons of research I'm writing a book right now, just so you know, Psychology of the Voice is the name of the book. And so this video is based on this research. And that consistently, consciously or unconsciously, women or men who are doing this at the end of every sentence are being processed as why are you asking my permission? By significant numbers, 100% is significant. Now, what happens is when I do this, I was thinking about my research, so I paused for a second. When I do research studies like this, I don't plant seeds initially. I say, what is this sound? What happens in your brain when you hear this sound? And I will play a recording and I will play it, you know, it's this. Or I can ask questions or I can say, ask a question, plant a seed in retrospect where the person can go, oh, now that you say that, that's 100%. That's 100% what I heard. That's one of the ways I test what is happening subconsciously because we don't always know what's going down subconsciously. So there's a lot of different ways I I do this research, this particular research. And without a doubt, there are women and men, especially women all over the world, doing this. Sometimes it's cultural, sometimes it's, I mean, there's a lot of factors in where this lilt comes from. It's classic signature people pleaser. It is, can be cultural. And I don't mean any of this as a negative. And I am going somewhere with this. It's a valley girl thing. A lot of times it's a a California thing where people just, Literally, it goes back to psychology of the voice, the dialect work I did to create 
the concept of psychology of the voice all came from dialect work. Why do the Irish sound Irish and I sound Texan? The same way people in the valley have that lilt and it's mimicked and it's locked in. So it could be a cultural thing. I worked with a girl one time and she did not have a lilt, but she had a significant nasality and she was from New York and she almost sounded like the nanny. She talked like this and it was very nasal and she would sound like this. And I was working with her to get rid of the nasality and she looked at me one day and she said, you know, I didn't always sound like this. And I said, well, why did you start? When did you start sounding like this? And she said, when I started mimicking the prettiest, most popular girl in high school. Now, a lot of times, so she had copied someone. And a lot of times we'll see that like in the entrepreneurial space. We're around somebody or somebody's really successful and they talk like that and they, and then you, you want to be like them. And so you copy it. And I've done episodes on this. I've talked about this. We have to get to your true authenticity and mimicking someone who is successful is not it. And I've given examples about retention and and significant revenue increase and significant following increase when we have shifted people into their most authentic voice when they stopped copying something they thought they were supposed to do. So that's, uh, in a nutshell, the research. The video was made off of research. The video was not made off of an opinion. The video was not biased. But the comment was, old people like me are biased because I have a problem with that. And in the comment came from someone, I don't know how young she was, but probably in her 20s, and that her generation had no problem with that, and I needed to stop being biased. It was, it was pretty much a, a teardown of me, which doesn't bother me at all but it was wrong because I have 20-year-olds and I have studied 20-year-olds and it may not be as conscious, but it is subconscious. It will not hurt your short game if you have a lilt. And I think that this person was potentially talking from short game. My friends don't have a problem with it. If I talk like this, do your friends talk like this? It's in the short game. You can even have, you can have a business. You can be successful in the short game. But in the long game, the people that can't listen to that, and there are many, are not going to work with you. So here you are in your 20s thinking that old woman is biased. Look at her ranting about a lilt when really I'm just trying to make you more money and make a bigger impact and stand in more authority, which is what I teach people to do. And your and your meaning the girl is thinking she's just biased. My people don't mind this at all. And then she becomes an entrepreneur, or I don't know what she does, but she goes into a job interview and she talks like this, and she doesn't get it because in the long game, 
an affected voice, no matter what one you have, and there's a bunch of them, is going to hurt you. Because maybe, let's say she was right, and the 20-year-olds have no problem with that. What if the 40 and up do? How is that going to affect her business? So the long game is what I want you to play. There's someone that I keep an eye on that I have mentioned before because I'm trying to keep an eye on trademarks without going down a rabbit hole. And she does that. She will do a lilt up and she will look away. And why that is happening is she is doing work that she did not create. And in the short game, I bet her people don't notice. In the long game, that will hurt her numbers. 100%. And I want you to play the long game. There's another piece of this. I'm not changing who you are. I'm not wanting to change who you are. So let's say you do have a lilt. I want to know, just like every time I work with people, they have a bad voice habit. They do something. I, I can fix that, but I want to know why. Why are you doing it? And I can hear that. And I can say, what are you insecure about? Why are you not bought in to what you're selling me? Why don't you believe in yourself? Do you not have a college degree and you feel like that's a stumbling block? That is really, really important to look at. It may, you may think it's a part of who you are, but is it just your subconscious tricking you? Or is it a cultural thing that you have picked up and then the question becomes, is it working for you? Or do we need to make an adjustment? And I don't think it's going to be as significant and dramatic of a problem if it is a cultural thing. Because even people in the Valley that I have worked with, there can be an inconsistency with that lifting up, that Valley girl voice. But maybe it is a cultural thing. And so maybe we don't want to take it away, but what we, what then we have to look at, what do we want to add to balance it out? Because your people that can't listen to that are not going to listen and that's costing you. So we have a couple of factors here. Is it something you've picked up from an insecurity, from people pleasing, from imposter syndrome, from a why that we need to uncover and adjust it so you can expand your reach to the people that you really are here to serve? Or is it a cultural thing and we need to balance it out with something else? It's not a bias thing. It's a factual thing. Now, the other piece is the name calling. I don't have a problem with people not liking me. I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with me. I do have a problem with people labeling me and name-calling me based on an opinion. And that is what happened here. And I think this is one of the biggest problems that we're dealing with in our world today. This is 
a huge part of why social media can be so dangerous and toxic. You read the headline, you spread the news. And the headline said, boomers are toxic because they're biased about voices. Yep, okay, you're right. No, no. We have to, well, we don't have to do anything, but what I'm always encouraging my students to do in my group program when it comes to communicating effectively is really evaluating. Are you reading a headline? Are you judging someone, slamming someone on an opinion? And you're allowed to have opinions. But I wouldn't slam somebody who's in the arena who's done the research with, this is my opinion, so that makes you wrong. I believe that voices can do two things, wound or empower. That was a choice to wound. Now it was unsubstantiated because I can come back and go, okay, I would love to see your research on this. And I would. If you have significant research on I'm biased because I'm trying to serve my people and help them eradicate something that is costing them confidence, authority, money, I want to see that research. But if you are slinging a label at me because you disagree with me, that is not okay. And that is... That's where we're at in a lot of ways in society. So there's a number of things that I've touched on in this episode. Bottom line is, if you are constantly lilting up, the data shows me that you are losing opportunity. And we need to look at it. We need to look at why you're doing it. We need to look at, do we need to roll something in? Do we need to eradicate it? Why are you doing it? And these are the things that I work with my students on. And it can be microscopic. It can be the size of a grain of sand and it can cost you. And that's why I love doing research now. Years ago, I did it because I needed to validate that what I was hearing was correct because it was so insane that I could hear what I can hear. It was even more insane that what I could hear is exactly every single time what was happening in the listener's subconscious. I had to have that proof. Now I'm just fascinated. Now I just dig it. Pay attention to what you're doing, why you're doing it, and when you are saying words that are unsubstantiated because they're based on opinion and ask the question, Why does this bother me so much? Why did it bother her so much that I did this video? That would be the first question I would ask her. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up right there. Hope to see you in the voice experience. Again, reminder, if you would like to be analyzed by me in the Voice Voice Boss podcast. We're starting those in it. We're getting those scheduled right now. So message me, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at CaptivateTheRoom.com, and let's get you started. I'm running one more group program this year at the current rate. 
will go up significantly in 2023. If you have always wanted to work with me, you've got about a 15-day window. I'd love to see that happen. I'd love for you to head into 2023, standing in authority, making an impact with your voice, and, and having people listen to you, changing lives the way you were meant to change them. All right, that's it. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 